Welcome to Inner City Spirit podcast hosted by myself, Hannah Atkins Romero, and recorded in these times of the self-quarantining of the coronavirus pandemic, which is why we began, inaugurated this podcast with a series of three called Crossroads, a series in which we walked metaphorically and reflected on the Stations of the Cross with artists, with singers, with theologians who are all connected to Trinity and have all known their own suffering and their own sacrifice and the grace and mercy that that walk with Christ brings. We are a church that is shut down right now. The building is shut down, but the people, the body of Christ, are still at work in the world, teaching online, staying, keeping the stores open, helping live stream uh, worship services, helping find bread and bologna to feed the homeless, sending in donations and their pledges so that we can continue to keep our employees here and our ministries going. We're called in this crisis to remember grace, but it's not a grace that keeps us sitting on our hands saying everything will be okay. It's a grace that reminds us of that beautiful prayer, the beautiful insight that the glory of God is humanity fully alive. Humanity fully alive means that we have policies in place, we fund education, we don't think the elderly are disposable or the poor are disposable or those on the borders are disposable. We walk the suffering with Christ and the sufferings that we have in our own lives so that we may be even more intent on the message that all are equal, all are loved, all are worthy in the eyes of God, that our worth is not equal to what we have in our bank accounts, in our stock portfolios. Our worth, our value is in being God's beloved. With that, I thank you and welcome you once again to meditate with me on the 11th through 14th station, which ends with the prayer We thank you, Heavenly God, that you have delivered us from the dominion of sin and death and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. And we pray that, as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his love he may raise us to eternal joys, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The 11th Station 
Jesus is nailed to the cross. When they came to the place which is called the skull, there they crucified him, and with him they crucified two criminals, one on the right, the other on the left, and Jesus between them. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, He was numbered with the transgressors. At the cross your sorrow sharing, all your grief and torment bearing, let me stand and mourn with you. The Twelfth Station Jesus Dies on the Cross When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And then crying with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and handed over his spirit. Fairest maid of all creation, queen of hope and consolation, let me feel your grief sublime. The Thirteenth Station The body of Jesus is placed in the arms of his mother. All you who pass by, behold and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow. My eyes are spent with weeping, my soul is in tumult. My heart is poured out in grief because of the downfall of my people. Do not call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Virgin, in your love befriend me. At the judgment day defend me. Help me by your constant prayer. The Fourteenth Station Jesus is laid in the tomb. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb. Savior, when my life shall leave me, through your mother's prayers receive me. With the fruits of victory. I'm so happy to be here with Libby Subai, a member of Trinity who's participated in the Stations of the Cross art project. And she has done many wonderful things for Trinity, uh, stewardship, vestry, 
and um, as well as the Peace Crane Project. So Libby, thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Hannah. Your station is the 14th station, which is Jesus is laid in the tomb. So describe your artwork for that station, please. My artwork is a, uh, it's in paper, that's my medium, and it is the face of Jesus. It's a stylized paper face, and he's surrounded by approximately 40 folded origami cranes as the shroud. So describe your process in um, coming up with this representation. Well, uh, actually, I was asked by Teresa Probilski to participate in the project, and she suggested that I do something with cranes because we were in the middle of this crane folding project. Uh, parishioners got together and we folded a thousand origami cranes, and I'd been interested in origami for many years. Um, and origami is a very ancient art. Uh, some people, you know, really enjoy folding paper, and the folded crane is kind of the quintessential origami shape. And origami, ori is the Japanese word for folding, and gami means paper, but it also sounds like the Japanese word for god or spirit or deity. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so it's got some it's got some connection yeah. there. And um, of course, origami cranes became well-known uh, right after World War II. Uh, there's a story of Sadako, a Japanese uh, girl who folded origami cranes after she had been exposed to radiation. Mm. And, uh, you know, Sadako and the Thousand Peace Cranes became a really popular way of uh, kind of building a visual peace model. And you find them all over Japan hanging, you know, thousand, you know, a thousand bunches of cranes. So... Um, very powerful. It is very mm -hmm. powerful. And so here, you know, we had such a great time folding the cranes and we wrote prayers in them and people found it to be a very uh, comforting and spiritual process. So it made a lot of sense to me to, when I was asked to do this, to use the cranes as a shroud. It just sort of, you know, came to mind. It does make a lot of sense. And that was a wonderful project that a lot of people um, really got a lot out of learning that art and connecting it with prayer. So how do art and spirituality connect for you? Well, um, in my mind, the biblical form of the crane is the, the dove. Mm, yep. And the dove is, um, you know, it's a peaceful bird. And uh, the image of peace cranes or doves alighting on Jesus to form his shroud is very powerful to me because he didn't have a comfortable and dignified death. And so it's, it's very, uh, it was comfort, comforting me to actually fold the project because I kept thinking this is a way to kind of, here you have a person who hasn't been afforded any dignity at all and the shroud and the covering and the care post-mortem is so important. It's important in, in our culture now. Um, and so um, I was thinking of, Psalm 55 during that time, you know, oh, oh, that I had wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest, I would flee far away and stay in the desert, I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. So that peace, it's all about peace, it's all about comfort, it's all about care. That's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, Libby, and um, a direct connection between your creative spirit and acts of compassion and justice and awareness and mercy. 
Thank you so much for being here today and for participating in the Stations of the Cross project. Thank you for including me. Thank you, Anna. Let me to your love be taken. Let my soul in death awaken to the joys of paradise. I am the Reverend Rhonda Rogers, Rector at St. Francis of Assisi in Prairie View. In the 14th station, we hear how Joseph claims, prepares and buries Jesus in a tomb. An offering of love against a backdrop of oppression and violence. A love that God gave to the world. A love that Jesus showered on the lost, the leper, the hungry, the blind, and the sick. A love that leads to healing and reconciliation among us and with God. In response, we are to embrace and live out the generous love and mercy and grace that God has provided for us. As we stand at the foot of the cross, we are to choose the kingdom of God, choose salvation instead of the world. The tomb doesn't have the final word. We have not been abandoned. We have been redeemed and reconciled, obtained eternal life as one of God's own through Jesus. Our salvation is secure because of the cross and Jesus' resurrection, but our work isn't done. The kingdom of God has come near, is here, and it is our work in this place on this earth to shower the love of God on the world. We're here with April Sloan Hubert from the Trinity Jazz Ensemble once again to hear her beautiful rendition of Were You There? Were you there when they crucified my To tremble, 
I want to thank you for joining us in the third of a series of three called Crossroads as we contemplate and metaphorically walk the stations of the cross and think about what they mean in terms of sacrifice and love for our own lives. I want to especially thank Libby Subai, our artist, Rhonda Rogers, our theologian, April Sloan Hubert, our singer, Andy, our Stabat Mater cantor, and Colin Boothby, our producer. God bless, and we'll see you on the other side of Easter.